Hey, murder lovers, my name's Mackenzie. This is Fatina. And you're listening to Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. Welcome back. Today we have a very special episode for you. Very. It's your stories. Yay! So you guys have been sending us your listener stories, and we are going to read them to you, as told by you. For you. For you. Like, this is, like, things that podcasters dream of. Like, I've been dreaming of this moment for a long time. I know we've read some stories here and there, but, like, a whole episode of Lister Stories is, like, my podcast dream. (laughs) (laughs) We made it. We made it. We're here, guys. (laughs) So, let's jump in. All right. Straight to it. Okay. First one starts, hello. Love y'all's podcast. I'm very picky when it comes to true crime podcasts because a lot of people get facts wrong or just annoying humans. Okay. (laughs) And I've been working through all your episodes (laughs) since I discovered it a month ago. Anyways, I felt like sending in a story about hauntings. It's nothing crazy, but it will stick with me forever. This is right up your alley. I'm already looking forward to this. Um, Just so you guys know, I I haven't read most of these. Right. You've read, like, one of them? As soon as it starts with the listener stories, I don't want to spoil it. Usually, I'm, like, the person that opens the gifts before Christmas and, like, puts tape back on. Um, But I haven't done this with these cases and these emails. First of all, because I don't look at the email, but second of all, because I want to be surprised. Okay, I'm excited. Can you tell? Okay, go. Okay. (laughs) So, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, New Mexico. The area is three small towns within ten minutes of each other, and the closest large city, airport, bar, worth visiting, etc., is a minimum of an hour and a half drive away. Oy vey. That's a long time. So being a small town with nothing around, we young ones spent a lot of time, time just rambling around town, abandoned places and the like, anything to do, anything to not be bored. I had a number of friends who claimed to see and hear ghosts, demons, and other things and would often visit graveyards and haunted places. Haunted in quotations. I'm a healthy skeptic same i'm a healthy skeptic and i'm open to experiencing things but i don't believe things until i either have facts or have witnessed it myself so there are many times we'd be in these places in the middle of the night my friend would be freaking out saying they saw this or heard this and i never experienced what they did there was this place the locals called hell again within quotations okay it was an old abandoned water processing plant for the city it had a creepy basement and a flooded lower floor that we could never get into and we spent a lot of time there And it was said that a girl had been murdered there and thrown into the water tanks. And I'm pretty sure this is an untrue local legend. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been into all these creepy places, but they've never been anything but that. Just creepy. Some years later, I'm working at this coffee shop and made friends with a wonderful old vet who came in often and loved showing me his card and magic tricks. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) He collected fantasy and video game figurines, like big ones. Some of them were five feet tall, and he had ones I wanted to buy, so I went to his house to hang out and check out his collection. He lived in the oldest house in one of the oldest neighborhoods in town and said that he had a number of peaceful spirits who lived there with him. Sometimes they spoke, sometimes they moved things, but me being a skeptic, I didn't expect anything to happen. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So we were hanging out in his living room, and while we were talking, I suddenly heard a voice coming from the other room saying, Hello? What? (laughs) I paused and look around confused, and then look at him, and he's got a grin on his face as he says, You heard that, right? What? Almost like like a question saying, Hello. And I confirmed that I had, and he said that he was one of the, that was one of the more common things that happened around there. 
okay. Now his house was not close enough to any other houses to hear the neighbors, and it was pretty. And it was a pretty quiet street, and a house made of adobe. That's like a mm -hmm. almost terracotta type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would be hard to say that the sound came from outside. And I swear that voice was no more than five feet away, just around the open doorway of the room we were in. He lived alone and had no other unexpected visitors, or expected visitors, sorry. I was, or I have no way to explain what I heard, but I'm pretty sure it was one of his resident spirits, and I have no alternative theories as far as what I experienced. So that's my story. Sorry it's so long for something so mellow, but I really enjoy telling it as you may enjoy reading it. Feel free to share if you want to, oh, Eli. Absolutely. Thank Ew. you, Eli. Ew, dead people. That's... Can you... Ew. <laughs> Hello. It's the ghost of Adele. Just I feel like if you're going to have an encounter, though, that, that that's, like, ideal. That's a good introduction. Yeah, like, don't yeah. don't be weird about it. Don't, don't touch make me. it creepy. Right. Just just say hi. Don't be destructive. Yeah. Don't be knocking things over. Just and say we'll hello. Good. We'll I be might good. say hi back. <laughs> yeah, and it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> that's a good first encounter with a ghost. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, it's just one of my resident, resident ghosts. Resident spirit here. Don't mind me. Just say, I, he's just the welcome committee. All right, so this next one is from one of our newest Patreons, Olivia. Hi, Olivia. Hi, Olivia. Thank you so much. And then as soon as she joined, she also took the time to write us in a listener story. So the title of this is Alcatraz Has a Ghost with a Choking Kink. <laughs> this is going to be good. It says, hello, hello, ladies. I've been listening for a hot minute and love the podcast. Also, thank you, Fatina, for making me feel like I'm not the only person who doesn't experience experience the demon during my sleep paralysis spells i'm sorry you'd feel that too <laughs> it's not a good feeling <laughs> um but you're welcome i think <laughs> i won't bore y'all with the chit chat and yes you can use my name hi it's olivia i will however be changing the name of the friend i went with because i didn't ask her for permission to use it and i want to be respectful so this year during what we thought was the ending of covey <laughs> fully loaded i took a trip to san fran to visit my friend and we decided to hit up good old alcatraz let me also include that for as long as i can remember i've always been able to feel the energy of the paranormal my friend Kay and i set sail onto the ferry to alcatraz as we were approaching i stepped away to a place by myself to talk to my ancestors and ask them to protect me from whatever energies i was about to experience pause if I could do the same and ask my ancestors, I would totally do that. So good for you. Yeah. I would take a pause and ask for that same thing. Good idea. Absolutely. As we pulled up, chills overcame my body and I could feel it in the air. So we get up to the top of the hill and step inside as we're walking through. I felt okay all the way up until we got to the D block. D block has like six normal one and five cells with a big heavy door in front of it that was like a solitary confinement type of ordeal. I was drawn to cell number 11 and my friend Kay was drawn to cell number 14. I looked in and took a few pictures and then walked over to Kay as she was just staring into cell 14. I start to feel like something is pressing the middle of my throat 
and as we continue to stand there, the pressure around my throat starts to tighten to the point where I feel like I am physically being choked. I grab her hand and try to explain what is going on and that I was ready to keep walking and it just kept getting tighter and tighter to the point where it's hard to take small breaths. I eventually pull her away and we get away from it and the pressure lets up but then I start to feel cold. Not like chill bump type of cold like a oh my god I'm fucking freezing. So I put on my sweater and I ask Kay for her jacket and the coldness deepened. I turned around and yelled behind, leave me alone. And it felt like cold hands touched the back of my neck to which I screamed, I said stop, good for you. <laughs> and it went away instantly. We finished a tour and stopped by the souvenir shop and I got a copy of the book they give the inmates upon arrival. This book will come into play, so just note that. We get back to Kay's house and we're discussing the tour and that weird experience I had. Kay gets the idea to see if we can watch something on TV about Alcatraz because the tour really was just kind of giving you the basics and didn't really tell you about any ghost or anything. So we find an episode of Ghost Adventures and turn it on and the first ghost they talk about is the energy in cell block 14 on D block. The exact cell that I had my experience in front of. Zach and the mediums are talking about the energy in it, and then Zach starts to experience a tightness in his throat. The story of that exact cell is that they put the guy in the cell, and he started screaming that something was in there with him and begging the guards to move him. The guards ignored the man, and when they went to check on him, the next day he had clawed his throat out <laughs> trying to get something off of his throat. Oh my god. I immediately had a panic attack finding out this information because I felt that. So fast forward to me flying home and going about my everyday life. Nothing had been unusual until about two weeks ago. I had looked at that inmate book for no reason at all and then furniture in my house started sounding like it was being dragged across the floor. Something sounded like it exploded in the living room a few days later and my garage doors started opening and closing by themselves. Oh, no. Today, I was cleaning out my car in the driveway when the school bus came by and stopped in front of my house, and a kid on the back of the bus said out the window, Ma'am, your house is haunted, before they drove away. <laughs> so, yeah, now I'm ready to yeep myself out of this lease and sage my soul. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to my ghostly trauma and just keep in mind that there is a ghost with a choke kink at Alcatraz. Keep up the good work, ladies, and know that I love you. I love y'all so much, Olivia. Olivia, <laughs> did you keep the book? <laughs> Ma'am, your house I is feel like it's, it's the book. It's the book. Do you still have the book? Oh, my god! Can we get a picture of this book? Can you imagine? Oh, my goodness. Ma'am, your house is haunted. <laughs> Shut up, you dumb kid. <laughs> she, like, instantly turns into, like, the cranky old person in the front yard. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's, like, her screen door is shutting by itself. I know, kid. I know. <laughs> her garage door, like, closes right, right at that moment. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, how do you, like, now convince the kids that you're a witch and use it to your right? advantage to, like... <laughs> Oh my goodness. 
Oh, I love that. That's hilarious. Thanks, that so Olivia. Funny. Also, Thank Olivia you. is one of my favorite names all time. I love it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, that was a good laugh. <laughs> Sorry. Not happy that that happened to you or that it's happening to you. Hopefully it stopped. Yeah, <laughs> but please. But that kid on the bus. <laughs> Can you imagine? What if he goes to, like, every bus stop and says that to anybody that's standing out in their front yard? <laughs> he, like, to the next person goes, like, and there's somebody standing out in the front yard, and he's like, ma'am, I see dead people. Like, oh just god. says weird things to freak people out. Oh my god, if I ever have kids, I might, like, train just them to do to this. It would be hilarious. <laughs> okay. Alright. Our next story is from Annaline. Starts off with, hi guys, I came here to share an encounter with true crime I have had. This probably isn't very spectacular, but I was shocked when I found out. All things are spectacular if you look at them the right way. (laughs) After high school, I went to study at the University of Antwerp in Belgium. This happened when I was about 22 years old. I'm now 32. My third year into my bachelor in applied linguistics... I had a course called Audiovisual Communication. Well, my master's can just go screw itself (laughs) now because that sounds really cool. (laughs) The professor was quirky and I really enjoyed his lectures. Our whole grade depended on a presentation that we had to give one-on-one with the professor. My presentation was about the usage of color and their significance in hieroglyphic art in ancient Egypt. This is so like head and shoulders above American University. A subject he seemed to enjoy profoundly as we spent more than an hour talking about the subject after my presentation ended. So the professor enjoyed talking about hieroglyphic art. Gotcha. That was his thing. Um, I received an amazing grade and I always had great memories about this conversation. Only to find out in 2016 that my professor was actually part of an extensive Belgian child pornography (gasps) ring together with a famous Belgian actor with whom he had direct contact and was exchanging child pornography. Oh my gosh. Sorry, that's me. I'm saying, oh my gosh. My mind was blown. Same. Same girl, same. Even though I was in my 20s at the time, it makes me really uncomfortable to know I spent more than an hour and a half in a classroom in an abandoned wing of a university (gasps) with a pedophile and child molester. I've also included this link to a newspaper article about this case in which the actor and the professor are also mentioned. Never judge a book by its cover, right? Have a lovely evening, Annalene. Hold on, I'm pulling up. I need to know what this actor's name is. Because I'm going to put you on blast. I mean, it's public, public knowledge, so... Flemish actor Guy Van Sand gets three years suspended sentence in child pornography case. Wow. Said the police discovered hundreds of photos and video of child porn on his computer three years ago. An Antwerp professor was also convicted in the same case. Dang. That's crazy. Oh my god! No, I could not imagine. Can you imagine? No. You just need to go home and like shower off the first layer of your skin. Ew. Just like, ugh. Ugh. that's so disappointing because, like, you that's would true. feel like mm. you had this great conversation and you're both super enthusiastic about something. You're like, this is a really cool person. And then you find out they're the scum of the earth. Oh. That's intense. Don't like it. And then you spend time together with him just by yourself. Ah. Ah. No, thank you. Thanks for the story, though. Thanks, Annalene. Thank you, Annalene. That was, that was. Not a disappointment in any way, shape, or form. No. 
No, that was not a disappointment. No. Um, thank you. Um, I agree. I could not imagine spending time alone with that man. No, thank you. Yeah. All right. So if you have any other listener stories, um, please do not hesitate to send those in. We'd love to have another episode with listener stories. You can send those to our email, astrangerdangerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're interested in becoming a Patreon, you can check us out on patreon.com forward slash strangerdangerpodcast. Yep. Yep. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Okay. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye.